Welcome to On a High, a show about the intersection of cannabis, beauty, fashion, and wellness. I'm your host, Michelle Bilodeau. And I'm your host, Donna Bishop. On a High is produced and distributed by Business of Cannabis, the award-winning media company that provides insight into the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. Find out more about Business of Cannabis at businessofcannabis.ca. Hey everyone, welcome back to On a High. It's Michelle and I'm solo again this week. Now it's time to talk about cannabis and retail. Our spending habits have changed immensely in the last five years thanks to online shopping. Think e-com, yes, but also shoppable images on social media like Instagram. Smaller brands are leaning on e-com because it's easier and cheaper to literally set up shop. In doing so, new brands have attempted to bring the in-store experience online before ever having a bricks-and-mortar location. You only need to look at millennial mainstays like Glossier and Missouri, and both of those started with an online-only presence. This shift left malls and shop owners trying to diversify in a strategic manner, but one thing has now become clear for both sides. It's about bringing the brand experience into real life and vice versa, and doing it seamlessly. In the retail world, omnichannel is the big buzzword. My husband, who works in retail and residential development, recently interrupted a conversation that Donna and I were having to let me know. So where does that leave cannabis brands? Well, in a pretty interesting space. They have the freedom to cultivate a community online, and there's already a big cannabis community there. Just look up hashtags like Cannabis Culture and Ganja Girls, and your feed will explode with millions of images. What piques my interest in cannabis retail spaces are how each are differentiating themselves from the other, and they're doing that by coming out strong with their branding, just like Superette. Superette is a Toronto-based brand with one location so far in Ottawa. They are a curator of cannabis products from flower to accessories and more. Their theme seems to sit somewhere between chic diner and cool, clean streetwear. Helping to shape that vision is Lauren Davey, the head of retail for the brand. Lauren has experience in both Canada and the U.S. retail markets and most recently helped bring Sage, a Vancouver-based wellness line, from 13 locations to over 78 across North America. Welcome, Lauren. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and so nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. So you've been at Superette, you were saying, just for eight months. <laughs> yes, it's so, very early days. Yeah. Uh, so I believe it was March of this year Amazing. that I joined. Yeah. yeah. Well, so happy to have you here. So Superette, in my opinion, I call it kind of like a chic diner meets cool streetwear. Is that mm-hmm. kind of, yeah? Yeah. Um, how were you able to take this established brand and move that into a retail space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, some of the elements that we were really looking to capture um, from a branding perspective, translated in our heads as really user-friendly, welcoming, warm, and cool with sort of nostalgic throwbacks. So part of that was going to show up in the retail experience, and part of that was going to show up in the actual brick and mortar, what the store looks and feels like. So we have things like diner booths in our store along our, what we call our Bud Bar is sort of a nod to like an old diner counter with stools, like where you would pull up for a milkshake. Mm -hmm. So a nod to sort of that 50s nostalgia to showcase our warm and welcoming feel. Um, We also, you know, do elements of 
you know, we have like a big pong table in the back. So throwback to fun and vibrant. And really the intention is to continue that feeling of warm, welcoming, and you can sit with us. Mm-hmm. So that was really our goal in the, in the retail scope. Okay. Amazing. And you guys have currently the store in Ottawa. Yes. And are there plans for anything else that you can talk about? Are there any? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, so <laughs> yes, in the sense of, you know, our goals as a brand, we we feel the sky's the limit. Um, you know, we're really looking to grow not only in the retail space and lead from the front when it comes to experience in the cannabis retail scope, but additionally, really looking at the U.S. as an opportunity continuing to grow in the Canadian market is definitely top of mind. And then there's sort of opportunity from a lifestyle perspective. So Canada's going to be a really exciting place. It already is. But more so when it comes to beauty, fashion, I mean, you know all this, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be sort of an exciting playground ahead of us. And Superet has an opportunity there, particularly with the focus and the commitment to service and education and the feeling of warmth in how we want to showcase our brand. So that's sort of like the gray area that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't have the roadmap clearly marked out yet, but it's definitely top of mind. And we're starting to make moves to be a presence in not only the retail space, but in this lifestyle space that I think is evolving every few months. Can you speak to how e-com has influenced the retail space and or vice versa? Yeah, yeah. In within cannabis specifically, or sort of more general. Um, within cannabis specifically, and then also within Superette. Cool. Yeah, this <laughs> is this is a cool question because it's a hot topic for us right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are working within these guidelines um, given to us by the government um, in terms of what we can and cannot sell online and in store. So within the e-com space, we can showcase branding elements such as our merchandise, sweatshirts, grinders, accessories, so to speak. But we can't, in fact, sell cannabis through our e-commerce website. So what that means is how can we revolutionize the e-commerce space for our customers who might want to dip their toe in cannabis and go to our shop and experience it? but may not have all the info yet. So we're really playing around with what can we do within our e-commerce site and within our website, you know what, scrap that, within digital, Mm -hmm. to really be a place where people can feel welcome, get educated, and be driven to the store. Because right now we are just working within the confines of one retail unit. And so the goal is, of course, to grow that footprint. But how we want to do that is partner with a website and with digital versus seeing them as two different um, streams entirely. Yeah. So kind of creating a community that sees both or is aware of both. hundred yeah. percent. I think they play really well together. I mean, and that's been my learning working in retail all these years is, you know, they're adjacent. They work together. They should be synonymous. They're not competitors. Mm -hmm. They play off each other. So someone shopping in the retail space should be inspired to check out our website. Someone cruising the internet wanting to check out the website hopefully is inspired to go and check out the store Mm -hmm. or next visit to Ottawa, go and check out the store. Amazing. So that's really that's really the goal. I don't know if that like fully answers your question, but we're we're really looking at 
innovative ways to capture people within the digital space, but also get them excited about what they can purchase online and in store. So I'm sure that's everyone's goal. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we have a unique, unique spot being in cannabis because we're actually not able to physically sell the cannabis right online. Yeah. What um, So you previously worked in retail for, you know, we talked about Sage. You were at David's Tea for a little bit, and you yes. started your career at Lululemon. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, what was it like transitioning from kind of conventional lifestyle to the cannabis space? Yeah, it was fascinating. Um, the transition was far more... Um, challenging than I thought it was going to be, to be really honest. The learning curve of working within these regulatory bodies, so what we refer to as the AGCO or the Alcohol Gaming Commission of Ontario, Mm -hmm. working within the OCS or the Ontario Cannabis Stores, lots of acronyms. Um, So that was all new within the retail space. You know, we're used to you you raise the money, you open a store, you do the branding, And in this space, it's very different. You're working within a few different bodies. You do have some restrictions in terms of what you can and cannot say and do to market Mm. yourself. So that um, was a, I'll say it was a pleasant challenge. It was definitely new. And it was exciting. It still is exciting. Mm. Because being one of the first 25 stores to open in Ontario in the recreational market was... No one, no one knew. So we were sort of all in it together. And that, that in itself was something really cool to be a part of. And there wasn't sort of the feeling of ultra competitive and wanting to beat out your neighbor. It was like, we're all trying to open together April 1st, 2019, get these stores open across the province. And we're all figuring it out, Mm -hmm. all in different ways. So that I've never experienced before, and I don't know if I ever will again in the retail scope. So that was pretty cool. Was that kind of unexpected to come into a cannabis space where it's a bit more about community and camaraderie than it is about competition? 100% it was. Yeah, Yeah, it was was unexpected. It was welcomed Mm -hmm. by me, the, the amount of collaboration and... I want to say socializing amongst mm. like different brands and even your quote unquote competitor was really generous and, and unexpected. And it, it showed up powerfully for me right away of people just wanting to help each other out in this space because we knew we were all trying to figure it out together. Yeah. And I mean, we I often hear this, but it kind of is the Wild West in terms of, you know, it's technology, it's a lifestyle, it's a product, it's all these different facets to this one emerging industry. Um, yeah, that's so interesting. So on a personal note, has Superette's vibe influenced your personal style at all? Or do you find, like, what was Sage Lauren like versus what <laughs> Superette Lauren is like and dress and how you dress? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I went from pretty heavy all black oh yeah to starting to show up like pops of color Mm -hmm. i'm wearing leopard Leopard print print today yeah love it that's a new like never ever oh okay um so short answer yes 100 percent, it has um i think part of it is just in general the industry and the vibe is 
It's a bit casual. It's very social. Um, you want to stand out mm-hmm. and network and and bond with people in a different way. So I think that probably, as I'm saying this, I don't think I even realized mm-hmm. that that was showing up in sort of the choices I was wanting to sh- like to curate in my closet. I think the things that I would wear once in a while, maybe like these pants. <laughs> um, I now wear pretty regularly. Awesome. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I always wear heels because mm-hmm. I'm quite, I'll say petite, but I'm quite short. <laughs> and so I think something that's shown up for me as well on a on a personal note is being really comfortable in flats, on the go, wearing my Converse a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been sort of, again, not intentional, just I think with the vibe of the brand being all about uh, warmth and mm-hmm. welcoming and uh, collaboration and offering education in a space that feels warm and safe and exciting to people. I don't know. There's definitely something subconscious mm-hmm. that was showing up for me. Um, and the color pieces is completely new. Yeah. Because yeah. Superette's all about like reds and blues and whites and... Yeah, oh, lots yeah. of bright colors. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, one thing we implemented at Sage when I was there early days mm-hmm. was in-store dress code of all black. Mm. And that's um, that was part of, you know, my vision. And I thought, you know, that was the right way to go. And I still do. But I look at how— With that brand, With right? that brand, yeah. completely. And the beautiful, like, little chartreuse aprons, how it really sort of popped on the all-black attire— and then shifting to superette, we started really simple, you know, in store. We'll just do denim and then, you know, a superette branded shirt on top. And that quickly changed. You know, mm. we realized, let's do color on the bottom. Let's do denim. Let's do shorts. Let's do bright red, yellow. So it it, it shifted naturally, I think, with our customer base, the incredible people we attracted to work with us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely more individual flair that happens. Um, and so we wanted to embrace that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it showcases, again, that warm and welcoming environment. Yeah. And Superette's still a pretty small team, correct? Yeah, yeah, we are a small but mighty team. So here in Toronto, we have, I believe, eight or nine people in our little office. And... Um, in our store, we're, you know, we're quite a large team. Mm-hmm. So in Ottawa, we have close to 40 oh, wow. people okay. based there um, who are really, like, bringing the brand to life every day with our mm-hmm. customers. And then here in Toronto, um, you know, we're the, the little engine um, that's based, you know, right across from Trinity Bellwoods Park. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're really working to hold the energy for the Ottawa team and, you um, you know, we try to stay really closely knit as a team, as, of course, we would love a store just, you know, right down the street from mm. our office. That would be a dream. Uh, but we're not there yet. Yeah. So staying in close contact and in close communication with Ottawa, of course, is priority number one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to check out the store the next time I'm in Ottawa. Yeah. There was a big lineup the last time I was there. So I is wasn't right? able to go in. Yeah. <laughs> and I also had my daughter with me. So it was a bit, uh, would have been a bit hard to bit sneak different. in. But yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks really for having me. It. It's totally my pleasure, and we can't wait to have you in Ottawa. Yeah, can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening today. We are so grateful when you share on a high and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. We would love to hear what you think via Twitter at BFC underscore Canada. Until next time, I'm Donna Bishop. And I'm Michelle Billado. And we look forward to you joining us again soon. This is Jay Rosenthal, co-founder of Business of Cannabis. This is a Business of Cannabis production.